So today our schedule opens. We won't any longer have the schedule of sitting and walking um, structure. And as I mentioned yesterday, at this point, you know the the the, the structure of the schedule creates a container, a kind of a form in which we practice together. And with that container getting less structured, it becomes more important in a way for us to maintain our uh, mindful awareness and support the container of the practice by our mindfulness. I just want to emphasize that. Um, if you if you find, I mean, sometimes, I think actually the this center is providing quite a lovely container uh, itself. Um, it uh, it does kind of hold us here <laughs> in this three acres. So. Um, that's I think supportive, and we can we can allow that to help us, but also um, um, you know just notice if for yourself the loosening of the structure somehow impacts your uh, dedication and um, uh, commitment to being with the practice. And this is part of our exploration. I and mean, we're, we're taking the structure away partly as an exploration of what happens in our minds. How reliant are we on this structure? So rather than coming in to sit when you hear a bell or getting up to leave the sitting when you hear a bell, the exploration is what's happening in your mind. What is it that's prompting you to get up? What's the motivation? You know, you're walking, and what is it that has you determined, decide to stop walking and come back to the sitting? Or do you even notice that? Do you just find yourself walking back to the hall? So this is, this is part of our practice now. This is part of our exploration. Make decisions. I mean, the, uh, part of the encouragement here, too, is to make decisions based on what feels appropriate for you. For some people, it may feel more appropriate to do more walking. For others, it maybe feels appropriate to sit for longer. I would suggest using the um, uh, exploration of cause and effect. What is it that supports your continuity of mindfulness? So, um, if you're unfamiliar, I mean, there's many of you here who've done this kind of open practice, and so you know, practice as it feels most comfortable for you. For those of you for whom this is new, um, if it feels like you've lost your net or, you know, that you're, you know, feel like you're just um, wandering around in space (laughs) without a structure, (laughs) create a structure for yourself. It's fine to create a structure for yourself to begin you know, tell tell yourself, okay, I'm going to go for, you know, you could create kind of a sit-walk structure for yourself. You could kind of follow the one that we've been using. There's just not going to be a bell here to tell you when that time is up. 
but you're welcome to kind of create a structure as a way to enter into this time. And then you can begin to explore and experiment. You know, it's like when it feels like it's time to get up, explore. You know, you could you could ask yourself the question of you know what's motivating that. You know, why does it feel like it's time to get up now? One way to explore this um, might be when you notice an urge to change. You know, when you notice an urge, so you're sitting and you notice this. Oh, time to go walking. Let that urge arise and pass. Don't act on the first time that comes up. And then see what happens in the sitting as as you settle through that. It actually doesn't take long. So what one of the things, too, there, this explores, this is a direct way of exploring wanting. It's a direct way, or aversion, depends on what the motivation for that urge is. You know, it's a direct way of exploring the urge to move without moving. You can notice, oh, time to get up. And then sit through that urge. Recognize the pull, recognize the restlessness, recognize the sense of, why am I doing this? So sit through it. Feel into that. It's a great time to explore that feeling of wanting, of aversion. It will pass. It will pass, probably much more quickly than you would expect. And then you can settle in, be with your sitting. And if there's no urge to move, you just keep sitting. The second time that urge comes up, do the same thing a second time. The third time it comes up, go ahead and get up. You know, that gives you an exploration in this, uh, what is moving you? What are the motivations that are prompting you to move? Um, Another way to explore this is through monitoring your energy and mindfulness. Uh, If energy feels low in a particular posture, sometimes it can be helpful to change the posture go to walking or sitting. Or if energy feels agitated, sometimes it can be helpful to change the posture. I would encourage you to explore the energy (laughs) before making that move. One of the practices the Buddha did, actually, was uh, uh, when he noticed strong um, emotion, he made the resolve to uh, continue with the posture he was in until that strong emotion passed. That may may, may be interesting for some of you to explore. Uh, if it's a really persistent emotion, you know, going along for hours, you may not want to uh, follow that one. But that was uh, that was one the Buddha used. Um, sometimes an aversion to the shift of schedule can happen. Uh, just notice that. Notice the aversion. Uh, it's very natural in a way to um, get... We like routines as humans. You know, we like, we like structure. And so, um, you know, we can, we can have a little bit of reactivity when structure goes away. So just recognize that. You know, notice the aversion. You may also um, notice some aversion in the hall because at this point, people are welcome to come and go from the hall as works for your schedule. And so people, some people will be in the midst of a sitting and some will be coming in. 
Others will be leaving. Uh, So the hall is not going to have the stillness during a sitting that it has in these days. Um, This is, again, something to work with. It is just sound arising. Notice the all the processes at work around it. You know, notice what you construct in your mind around that. Continuity becomes really much more crucial at this point because again the the container of the schedule is not holding us. So it's up to us to uh, maintain that continuity to really um, stay with the practice. This is a real encouragement to take responsibility for your own practice. Um, Just a couple of um, announcements. Um, I think possibly the chair situation is okay now. Um, You know, the general guideline here at the center for our retreats when we have a full house of 40 people is that people don't claim both a chair and a spot on the floor. Um, I think we're small enough that it's okay, and yet maybe not necessarily because we do have some guests, some visitors coming occasionally, and um, um, our caretakers and um, um, Greg and Nancy come. So... um, you know, to uh, perhaps not to hold so tightly to a particular spot might be helpful. There are still a couple chairs over in the corner. Um, there's a couple maybe folding chairs. Are all the folding chairs out of the closet already? They are, so there's no more folding chairs in the closet. Okay. Um, one thing, um, maybe what we can do is is leave that chair by the door and uh, one of those chairs there without claiming, <laughs> at least two chairs non-claimed, so that if somebody is a primarily a floor sitter and just rarely, you know, you know, once a day needs to sit in a chair, that there's a space for them when, uh, when that's helpful for them. Um, and then this afternoon at the Dharma offering, what I'd like to do is to... Um, Ask if you would submit questions, leave a note for me with a question and put it on the board downstairs and I'll create a a talk out of the questions. Um, So leave the questions by, let's say, 2 o'clock. That'll give me a couple hours to think about what I want to say about those questions. Um, Are there any questions about the open schedule? Um, is it all right to sit in the community area? Practice? Sure, you can practice anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're welcome to practice anywhere in in uh, on the property, off the property. <laughs> you're, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, did you want to take a, a cushion down there and sit on a cushion, or? Um, no. You're welcome to sit in that comfy chair <laughs> and practice down there. Yeah, you don't have to sit in the hall. 
I mean, if you feel more comfortable sitting on the porch, you can sit on the porch. Um, do what works for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yes, thank you. Um, so um, we have still the, the bells that the people signed up for. So there'll be the wake-up bell, the bell before the first sitting in the morning. Um, and I will ring the bell at the end of that sitting so that the sangha service will happen properly. Um, the bell for breakfast will happen as it has been happening, and there will be a bell before this early morning sitting. Um, I mean, before this uh, instruction sitting. Then um, there will not be a bell in the hall before lunch. And so would you be willing to ring the outside bell? Would you like me to ring the outside bell before the food lines open? Yes, that's probably a good idea. So if you hear that outside bell, that means that you can come line up. Um. And we'll see if that outside bell is audible from the whole property. You know, if um, you know, we can hear it in the hall, for example. So, so let me know uh, if you know if you're not hearing that bell. If that if that's the case, then what I'll do is I'll ask for a volunteer to go around the property with a little chinger <laughs> uh, at the meals to to ring the bell. But let's try that one outside bell and see if that works before lunch and before dinner. So after the sitting ends in the morning, there are no more bells until that outside bell for lunch. Um, then there's no bells like after the meal. Um, uh, at one retreat I did like this, I had a bell that kind of reminded you the lunch is over and it's you know time to come back to practice. And I decided the last time I did it, you know, that actually encouraged people to think of the between meals times as non-practice. I mean, as the meal times as non-practice. And so when you, fi- you be aware while eating, be aware while doing your yogi jobs, continue being aware, go start sitting when, when you're finished with your activities of taking care of your body. Um, so there's no, there's like no distinction. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not considering there to be a distinction between the, uh, Informal and formal times, all of it becomes formal practice, essentially. So there's no bell that says, okay, lunch is over, time to start practicing again. There won't be a bell like that. Then um, there'll be a bell before the Dharma offering at four, and um, a bell for the meal, and a bell for the nine o'clock sitting at night. And there. The, the, those of you who ring those bells, remind you, you might want to remind yourself the, the, the bell ringing schedule is posted downstairs and upstairs um, for those things. So just reminding yourself about, uh, about which bells those are. Any other questions about the schedule? Okay. <laughs> 